Amen. The Holy Spirit. Uh, we are going to be kicking off a series this morning that's going to last probably up until Mother's Day, and I'm just excited about it and what God's going to do. He's already showing up and making himself known this morning, and I thank him for that. Um, it's okay, right, to pause and just let God move when we feel in our spirit that God wants to move, and I'm so thankful that he gives us those nudges and those, you know, when we're responsive and listening, he lets us know what he wants to do, and I praise him for that, and I thank him for that. Just excited. I finished off last week with some of this, if you remember. I lost two pounds, so maybe we'll do that. I don't I'm trying. But <laughs> Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at sanctification as part of that for our first week in this series. And the Holy Spirit, who is he? He's part of the Trinity. You know, hopefully you know that. If you don't, he's part of the Trinity, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's personal presence, and what a presence he is. Um, to, to be able to come into a building and worship the Lord and feel his presence come down in, in amongst us. That's a wonderful feeling. Um, I always want to be able to feel that and understand that that's God's presence, that's his spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit is a person, and, and when you become saved, he now resides in your heart, in your mind, in your entire body, and he empowers us. He gives us power as we walk this thing out called faith. And since the very beginning, the Spirit of God was here. Genesis 1 verse 2 says, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Also, before Jesus ascended into heaven, he said this to his disciples, John 14, 26, But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So the Holy Spirit's this bond that unites us to Jesus and what Jesus did for us on the cross. And his empowering presence comes by his Holy Spirit, which is poured out on his people, and he applies this, this life-giving resurrection power to everyone who believes in him. We have this power inside of us to walk out and do the things that God's called us to do, to fight against the flesh and live by the Spirit that's now inside of us. And our bond with Jesus is found only through the Holy Spirit, and salvation is that gift that Jesus gives us, and the Holy Spirit solidifies that in this relationship as we accept Christ Jesus. Amen? Everybody's with me. Holy Spirit. All right? Nobody's scared yet. <laughs> when we accept Jesus as our Savior and surrender our lives to him, we are a new creation. New creation. I love that because I was a bad, I wasn't a bad creation. That, would, that probably sounds bad. But I was a, a sinner who needed a Savior and, and God gave Jesus for me so that I could be a new creation and walk in him. And to think about what I used to be and to who I am and now in him is just, it's just amazing to think about. And sometimes we take that for granted what he's done for us. But it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 18, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. Through Christ. Now, this change has taken place in us when we become saved. And it has a name. This change that happens is called sanctification. It's a, it's a process. You know, I, I don't believe that as soon as you, I mean, I've, I think I've probably seen it happen pretty quick in people. But as soon as you're saved, you don't just see everything just go perfect and all of a sudden exit your life. It is a process that as you get to know Jesus, 
as you get to know who God is, as you get to know the Holy Spirit working inside of you, there's a process in sanctification that changes you. You start to not do the things that you used to do, and you start to do things that glorify God and honor Him. And that's a process that every, and we, we, know, we don't have it figured out until the day we die. We're always changing. We're always trying to draw closer and closer to Jesus over the years in our faith walk. Sanctification is that renewal of our fallen nature by the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost re- received through faith in Jesus Christ whose blood of atonement cleanses us from sin. And again, that's a continuing change that's worked by the Holy Spirit in us. That frees us from those sinful habits that we used to do. Thank God for that frees us from those things. We're no longer bound by those things. And again, it doesn't mean that it's instantly eradicated and taken away from us, but sanctification is a real transformation, not just the appearance of one. So in Galatians 2.20, I'm going to throw a lot of scriptures out here in the beginning. Galatians 2.20, it says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 1 Corinthians 6, 11, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. And finally, 2 Thessalonians 2, 13, but we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Okay? So this morning, we're going to be talking about that change, that sanctification that happens in us, this process of being changed daily into the likeness of Christ by the Holy Spirit within us. And what's so awesome about that is I now have a helper for Rick through the Holy Spirit. I have a helper every single day to choose the things that will glorify God or to choose the flesh and ignore the Holy Spirit inside of me. That happens too. We want to follow that Spirit's uh, direction in our life and let him change us. First of all, the first time you encounter the Holy Spirit is because he starts convicting you of sin in your life. Now, if, you, if you're not a, a Christian, you've never been saved, when you come into a church service or you're, maybe you're sitting at home and you're praying or whatever's happening in your life, you, the Holy Spirit first works on you to convict you of what's going on in your life. Before you even become saved, the Holy Spirit's working on you. Then you respond to that conviction and, and that, what's going on? Why do I feel like this in my heart? You respond to that. And in church, it looks like coming to the altar it can happen in your seat. It can happen anywhere. But we see it come here at the church. You come down to the altar, and you admit, I need Jesus in my life. I'm a sinner. My life's totally messed up. Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you come into my life? I'm calling on you to be my Savior right now. In the name of Jesus, save me. And it's as simple as that. And then when you invite him in, Here's the Holy Spirit inside of you now. Actually, a greater power than what Jesus walked the earth with is inside of you. We don't even understand that and tap into that half the time. But a greater power now lives inside of you through the Holy Spirit to help you in your walk. (laughs) Now resides inside of us and helps us change if we allow him to. If we allow them to, that sanctification, allow that change to start happening in our lives. Remember the story in Acts 3 with Peter and John and how they healed a crippled beggar, okay? There was a man born lame from his mother's womb. He was carried to the temple and laid daily at the gate to beg for money. 
This lame man had legs which came at birth, but these legs didn't walk. He was born with legs, but he lived his life crawling and being carried. When we become believers, when we're born again, God gives us the Holy Spirit as a gift. We have this gift now. And it's like having legs, but walking in the Holy Spirit doesn't come automatically with spiritual birth. You have to walk this thing out. You have to get to know the Lord and let the Spirit start working inside of you. And just as with the physical birth, we are not born walking. How many of you came out of the womb just running right off the bat? (laughs) Woo, look at me go, Mom and Dad. We had to learn to walk. And some of us, it took a little longer. Some of us fell a lot and hit our heads, apparently. But... um, (laughs) But we're not born, you know, when we're born, we're not just automatically starting to walk. We have to figure that out. We have to fall down. We have to make mistakes. We have to learn how to do it. And that's the same thing in our Christian walk. When we become saved, we get this new birth, this new creation that we're made into now. We have to learn how to walk in this. Um, We have to learn that it takes complete surrender of our life for him living in us now. Complete surrender. If you're going to say, Jesus, you can have my life, I want you to invade my heart and live in me now, I want to serve you and live for you, then it has to be all in. You can't have one foot in, one foot out, and expect your faith walk to grow and progress like you need it to, like God wants it to, okay? All the Christians have the Holy Spirit. I may agree with that. All Christians have the Holy Spirit, okay? But... The Holy Spirit doesn't have all Christians. All Christians have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit doesn't have all Christians. Because sometimes we have that problem with not surrendering all. Not giving all to Him. Not surrendering everything that we have to Him. All believers receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. I believe that. But the filling of the Holy Spirit comes in the believer only at the time of surrender. We can't walk in the Spirit um, while we're still trying to gratify the flesh as well. It's not going to happen. We can't wear the label of Christian across our heart and act like something totally different. There's change. Sanctification. There's a change that's happening in your heart that should be reflected to those around you. It's a process. This lame person had legs, but his legs didn't carry him. It speaks of a believer who has the Spirit, but the Holy Spirit doesn't do anything in his life. When we're saved, we have the Holy Spirit, but he wants to do things in our life. He wants to move through us. He wants to use us to lay hands on people and see them healed. He wants to manifest himself through us in power and might. We'll get into that later in another week or two. He wants us to operate in the supernatural as we're learning and transforming into who he wants us to be. He doesn't deny the spirit, but he lives without relying on him. You know, when somebody gets saved, has the spirit, but doesn't walk in it, you may believe in it, but you, you need to rely on him for everything that you're going through. Um, a lot of times when we deal with things, when we go through things, sometimes we forget what's living inside of us. I've got the Holy Spirit. I can get through anything. He's with me. He strengthens me every single day. And as he's doing that, 
when, when moments come up in our lives, when, when battles come and struggles come, I think as we change and as we go stronger and stronger, the problems that we face in life seem smaller and smaller as they come up to us because we realize what's inside of us. Um, I might get hit with, oh, well, finances, we're taking a big hit, but I just, just skip right over that because I got the Holy Spirit inside of me and I know the Lord's going to take care of me. A lot of times we run the other way. Instead of just pushing through because I got the Holy Spirit with me, we, we shrivel up and then we act like, oh no, what am I going to do? And we should be saying, I've got Jesus inside of me, so whatever he's going to do here, I know he's going to do it. I don't know what it's going to look like, but he's going to work and I'm going to believe that he will. And, and I think as we grow in that and we get stronger and stronger, how many of you know some Christians that it doesn't matter what they face, you don't see them miss a beat with their walk with the Lord? I love that. That's faith. How many of you seen the other side of it where they're a Christian, something comes up, and they just, oh, no. What am I going to do? My life is awful now. Anybody seen people like that? It's like, I, I thought you had this faith and this Holy Spirit inside you and this power inside of you. I'm guilty of it too. But I think as we progress and we mature in our walk and we let the Holy Spirit control our lives, and work in us and strengthen us, that we, we, we start to turn into that person like, it doesn't matter what I'm facing, God's still good, he's going to see me through. And we're able to worship and praise through those things. We all wrestle with the flesh, or is it just me? Everybody? If we could lay it all out there for everybody to know about, how many would not want to do that? <laughs> Probably all of us. But we wrestle with the flesh. We've got this daily, daily battle going on between the flesh and the spirit of what God wants me to do and what the enemy wants to try to destroy me with. Every single day we're tugged back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. And in this battle, um, if we're letting the flesh control us, we're going to run and grow tired. We will get weak. We'll walk and grow weary. We'll become exhausted. If we don't learn how to walk in the Spirit, life becomes a heavy yoke and ministry becomes difficult to do. It just does if we're not relying on the Holy Spirit inside of us. Life is difficult. I can't imagine facing life right now with, without Jesus on my side and His Holy Spirit living with I just don't know how I'd do it. Um, I've tried it. It doesn't work. Just give it to Him. If we're walking in the Spirit, people will notice the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. Galatians 5, 23 says, Those are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If we're walking in the Spirit, that stuff is just growing out of us and off of us and all that good stuff. People see that. They see it. What do people see in you? If I went around to every single person in the room, do they see Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. They see all that in your life right now. That's what we want them to see because the Holy Spirit resides in us and he's changing us. If we're not walking in the Spirit, we're going to see the opposites of these fruits. Don't raise your hand if it's you. Instead of love, we're going to see hate. You know, if somebody does you wrong, instead of, man, I love you anyway, brother. We'll, f we'll figure this out. You're like... Oh, I wish you would have never done that. I, I hate you. Don't even come around me anymore. Again, don't raise your hand. Instead of joy, we're going to have a lot of sadness in our life. 
Instead of peace, we're going to have conflict with people all the time. Who enjoys that? Actually, there are people that enjoy conflict. I'm really not one of them. Um, I'll do it if needed, but I don't enjoy it. I'd rather be peaceful. Patience, opposite of that is impatience. That's one I need to work on. Kids, right? <laughs> Had to work on it in Sunday school today. Uh, kindness, okay? What's the opposite of kindness? Don't say anybody's name. Mean. Man, if you're a mean person, you need to work on that fruit coming out of you. And that kindness coming out. Your goodness, opposite of that be wickedness. Gentleness, uh, opposite of that is you're insensitive towards things and people. So evaluate yourself as we're talking about these. Self-control, that's a big one, especially in today's times. It means you're undisciplined. Opposite of that, if you don't have self-control, you are undisciplined. So again, if we're wearing this label of Christian and we're allowing the Holy Spirit to sanctify us, to change us, people should notice that change. I shouldn't come down here and pray and give my life to the Lord if I've totally surrendered it and walk out of here being the same person. I mean, again, I said it's a process, but I should start to see these fruits coming out of my life if I'm a Christian. If I'm not, then I'm true. I don't think I'm walking in the Spirit. I don't think I've completely surrendered my life to the Lord because if you have, you'll notice and you'll have a hunger to want to change. Amen? You'll have a hunger. I want to I know you more, Jesus. I want to be like you. That old, the bracelet everybody, you, what would Jesus do? Everything we did in life would be that question. What would he do here? What would he do there? How am I following the Spirit? When this, this thing come up in my life, I can get angry or I can show some love right here because the Spirit is changing me. It's changing me as a person on the inside. And again, that's a daily battle. I, I have not woken up one day, did I say that right? I don't know. I've not woke up one day and not had to battle the flesh. It's always there. Always trying to drag us down, always trying to destroy us, always trying to put a wedge between us and God. That's why it's so important to feed your spirit man every day. What do you feel like after three or four days of not being with the Lord in any capacity? You feel like crap. I said it, Justine. You do, and you notice it. I notice it. If I don't spend the time with the Lord in the Word, in prayer, in worship, in fellowship together with people, I hate missing church. I wish everybody felt the same way. <laughs> I hate not being here because I'm encouraged. But if we're not doing those things, if we're not feeding our spirit, man, then the flesh will take control of us. It's back and forth. So there's things we can do to feed our spirit. And we want to do that daily. I've noticed myself, if I, if I miss a day or two, then I find myself in a place I don't like. I notice some things coming up opposite of the fruits of the spirit. If I get a couple guys to move that table for me and not spill it. Not everybody at once. Kelly, Nate, there we go. Thanks, Jared, for your willingness. There's two pitchers of water on there. I don't want you guys to spill. So. No pressure. You're just going to ruin the whole visual here.
That's good, right there. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's what I was going to. All right. Daily battle. Getting ready to finish up here. Hopefully this goes well. Daily battle of the flesh and the spirit. And we are in this process of sanctification where God is, is the Holy Spirit's changing us all throughout our life to be more like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus tomorrow than I was today. That, be, that means the Holy Spirit's changing me and constantly bringing me closer to him. All right. Flesh. This is the flesh. This is my vessel. This is me. Okay. The flesh. When we start out in this world, we are born into what? Sin. It's already here. We're living a fallen world. It's just the way it is. And I've got all these things of the flesh. This ain't really my life. This is somebody else's probably in here. <laughs> just kidding. But I got all this. I got all this flesh because I was born into it and I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And, you know, this can represent a lot of different things. For me, um, at one time, pornography in my life was an issue. Anger in my life was an issue. Um, lust was an issue. Just different things that over the years that pile up in your life make up your flesh. The things you struggle with, the things that you battle. And that's how we are. Until we get to that point where we say, my life is not good and I know it. I need something to happen to me to change the direction before I head down this path of destruction. I need Jesus. I heard about him from some friends. I heard about him from some family members. I need Jesus to change my life because I don't like the way it's going. So you go to a church or you talk to a friend or you pray in your car or you pray wherever you are and you become saved. I still have this flesh. It ain't going anywhere. But in my sanctification process, in this process of being more like Jesus, I have the Holy Spirit now inside of me. Here's the Holy Spirit, living water, right? I feed that spirit man every single day. I feed him, I feed him, I feed him. And what do I, I start to notice a change in my life. Can you guys see this? I notice a change when I start feeding myself with the Holy Spirit. Watch what happens to the flesh. To, what? It, what's going on here? The more I feed my spirit, the more the flesh wants to leave my body and not be a part of me anymore. And, and as I feed myself in the spirit, I'm filled with the living water of Jesus in his Holy Spirit. And every once in a while, like I said, there's this battle and, and things might pop back in, but I just pour more Jesus in it and his Holy Spirit and it doesn't come off the top unless I do it. But th then I have the Holy Spirit changing me where, where I started with a bunch of junk in my life and then this process of knowing him more and more and more, he starts moving these things out and moving his fruit in. And it's a great process. The sanctification process is great for us because God's changing us and he's getting rid of all that stuff that doesn't need to be there and he's replacing it with the fruits of his spirit. And it's a beautiful thing to see in people. Some of you guys wouldn't have liked to know me in high school. I wasn't a nice person. God changed me. And got rid of that stuff. And it's just awesome. 
to realize that we have this living water of the Holy Spirit inside of us each day doing war with the flesh and driving those things out of our lives. I love it. I was going to dump that on my head just because I want to be overflowing where it's just coming out. I might still do it. Our praise team would come up this morning. I want to be so full of Jesus and his Holy Spirit that that's all that comes out. It's not always the case, but I want my vessel to look like this. Not filled up with this junk right here. Because the more I let this stuff in, the less my witness is going to be effective to those around me. It's just not. But if I've got the fruits of the Spirit manifesting in me and coming out, uh, that's going to speak to people. They're going to say, how come when you're dealing with this, how come when you're dealing with this, how come when you're dealing with this health problem, how come when you're dealing with this, it doesn't seem to phase you? Well, it's because the Holy Spirit living inside me assures me that everything's going to be okay. And even when I don't see how he's going to work it out, he's still going to work it out. I, I, I trust him to know that over the years, he's always been faithful to me even when I wasn't faithful to him. I just love that, that this, this change, this sanctification process through the Holy Spirit is available to us. But it's up to us how much we put into it. Again, we're all born with the Holy Spirit, but that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit has all of us. It's complete surrender. It's, it's helped me to be the person that you want me to be. Help me get rid of the stuff, the flesh stuff that I'm dealing with. Help me get rid of that as I lay it at your feet. If you guys will stand this morning. We have an opportunity this morning to respond to the message that God's laid on my heart. To respond to this battle of flesh and spirit. There are people in this room right now where you, I'm just, I just guarantee this because I'm not the only one that you still have a lot of this stuff in your life right now. It's still there. You're still battling it because you refuse to lay it completely down and surrender it at the feet of Jesus and let his spirit cleanse you and clean you out. There's no use, there's no use in hanging on to this stuff anymore, guys. The sin, the habitual sin that you keep doing, get rid of it. God's got more for you. He's got more for you. You know what it is. God knows what it is. I don't have to know what it is. You know when he knows. And I like, it's funny that we think sometimes we can hide those things from God. He knows. He knows. And I found the more I let his spirit move in me and get rid of these things in my life, the closer I get to him and the more I see him move in my ministry that he's given me. The closer I get to him and, and the more I feed my spirit, he just moves. He responds to that. You guys have probably seen it too. When I don't and I let the flesh take over, my life's a wreck. And I'm always intrigued when people come to me and say, I've really got a lot of problems. I've really been struggling with this. And I'll say, have you been feeding your spirit? And you know what they say? No, not really. I haven't. There's the problem. If we're all in, we're going to feed our spirit every day, any way we can. If you bow your heads this morning, 
Father, we thank you and I praise you. God, I felt you in this place already. I know you're here. Holy Spirit, I continue to ask, Father, that you just do a work on hearts right now. Lord, this sanctification process, this changing that happens in us, God. Lord, you want us to feed our spirit and kill the flesh. Father, right now there's people in here that are still dealing with things in their life. Father, that are of the flesh, that are holding them back from being everything that you've called them to be, to be able to walk in everything that you've asked them to walk in, God. And Father, I pray for a response this morning that hearts by your Holy Spirit will be drawn to the altar. And God, they will lay the things down in their life that the flesh has control over them right now. They will lay that down and let the Holy Spirit push it out. So Father, right now, I just ask that you do a work that only you can do. That your spirit would convict people of things that are going on in their life right now. Whether it's blatant sin or, Father, just bitterness or unforgiveness, whatever it is that the flesh is trying to take them down with, I pray that your Holy Spirit helps them move towards this altar today and respond to what you want to do in their life. And, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus as they come that these things are removed from their lives, God, that they can operate in the fullness of who you are. Lord, I just praise you and I thank you for what's about to happen in this place, the healings that are going to happen, the miracles that are going to happen, the lives that are going to be changed, Father. I'm excited about what you're about to do. And I pray that hearts respond. In Jesus' name, amen. As they worship, we respond.